0: the cross. You're the fly in my bill. You're the key that got lost. You're the letter from Jesus on the bathroom wall. You're mother superior with only a brawl. You're the same, you're the same, you're the same kind of man.
2: All right, everyone, welcome uh, back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, my name is Lou Lombardi, your host, with uh, my good partner and uh, cohort, <laughs> the lovely and talented Miss Katie Simone. Cohort? Cohort. Cohort? Cohort. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> so, there we are. It is the uh, uh, November 12th edition of, Ludini, of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and. Um, we have a great show for you. I uh now I don't want to get talk about politics at all, but I just want to say that I programmed all female artists for tonight in honor of the election of <laughs> president clinton which didn't happen No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
3: didn't. That didn't
2: <clears throat> so uh but anyways we're still gonna celebrate some great bands uh with uh, the ladies playing some really kick-ass rock and roll uh we've got uh, uh stitched up uh stitched up my heart uh one-eyed doll and thunder mother uh tonight so uh, it'll be it's gonna be a really good show but we're gonna be talking about uh, the classic album back in black by acdc um This is uh, one of those records, I mean not, can you think of too many bands that like, had like big hits with one singer they mm-hmm. got rid of that singer and then had like a whole new thing. There's only a few yeah, few I mean, bands that, like Van Halen. Van
3: Halen. I mean, like even like to an extent like Jefferson Airplane, and Starship, and things like that. But, not, mm, not
2: too much, you know what I mean? That's um, hard to do because the the vocalist is like a lot of times it's like the identity of the band. you Oh know? well,
3: yeah, we are, but
2: uh. absolutely no, It's the <laughs> truth. <clears throat> and uh, unless unless you're like Fleetwood Mac or the Eagles, we have a whole bunch of vocalists. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, so, you know, th- these guys, their singer dies, they go get somebody else and they put out the biggest record of their career, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's an interesting story. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to celebrate the music of Back in Black by ACDC. Um, you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com. Uh, every uh, Saturday, there's a new music podcast with me and Katie you want to check that out. Uh, Also, we're releasing about three interviews a week with uh, various independent artists from all around the world and a lot of different genres, not just rock. So uh, you guys might want to check that out. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com I would like to uh, throw a shout-out to my sponsor... Uh, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, that is pplmag.com, Pittsburgh's first internet, radio, TV network, online community magazine, and business directory. You can watch and uh, listen to uh, video and audio created by members of the community. Now, these just aren't, just like garden variety bloggers, uh, these are people that uh, have businesses that are experts in their field. You can get a lot of great information. You want to check it out. You can even start your own magazine page and, and publish your own audio and video and articles. So it's a great place to be seen by about a, a million unique visitors each month. That is Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, com. <clears throat> so, Katie, what is new and exciting in the world of Miss Katie Simone?
3: <laughs> um, well,. Um well, you told me we're not allowed to talk about politics, so I'm not going to talk about politics, <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything is great. <laughs> um, I actually, um, I've, I've missed you guys for the last couple of weeks. I've been sick and then busy singing and singing while sick, and you know, so it's been quite a, an interesting the last couple of weeks, but I'm finally starting to feel like myself again, and well, happy good. to be back.
2: Yeah, I... Uh, um... I think that uh, what you have is going around because I've been—I was telling Katie before we started the show—I've been—I've uh, been out of it for about a week now, just you know, so the doctors are trying to get me straightened out. But so if I burst into a coughing fit or something, you'll just have to just play some music. <laughs> so well, that's
3: because he's taken a hit of a big giant doobie.
2: Yeah, I yeah constantly all day long. I'm I'm a doobie brother from way back. You uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, yeah. Michael, me and Michael McDonald been been hanging out. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so Ludini Rock and Roll Circus Let's go ahead and play a really cool band I'm really excited about it It took me a while to kind of go through And uh, look up these bands And I'm sorry, I don't remember which site I used To kind of find them, but I found a whole bunch And we had to pick three uh, for tonight's show But uh, we're going to start up with Stitched Up Heart Uh, This is a track called Monster Off their album Never Alone Stitched Up Heart Monster On the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus guys that is uh stitched up heart uh let's go ahead and give their website that is okay the internet the, my computer is like betraying me it's stitched up which is unusual uh because usually or, .org is like for like educational stuff like universities <laughs> and stuff so i don't know how they got that but stitchedupheart.org. Uh, really, really cool. Um, you're gonna. What I did, Katie, was <clears throat> I uh, did like a, uh, a a Google search uh, for like like the newer. I was like, what did I what did I, search? I searched on something like um, uh, new female hard rock singers or something mm-hmm. like that, <clears throat> and I found a website and they had like a list of the twenty. Five from 2015, so that got me started, you know. Yeah. Um, and all, it's, these bands are like, some of the bands are like that, like that more like kind of like, oh, like kind of a like hailstorm sort of sound. Yeah. And, and But some of them are like kind of more blues-based, some of them more alternative. Yeah. A, I tried to pick three totally different sounding yeah. artists uh, for tonight, so like they're, they're in the more sort of like modern alt-metal sort of sound. But the other two bands uh, have their definitely have their own thing going on. So I'm gonna, especially one idol. I think I, I, I'm interested to get your opinion on those guys when uh, uh, when we play them. But that's uh, stitched up. heart. Katie and I were listening to her when she breaks into the like the hardcore screaming. Yeah. There you know, <clears throat> and as a vocalist, you know, but both, both of us being vocalists, not really sure how like you pull that off and not kill yourself.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I admire singers who can do that, you know, on a regular basis and stuff. I mean, there's a couple songs that I do where I like just scream and I just I can't do it anymore, you know.
2: <laughs> it's just
3: I don't know. I'm too I'm way too afraid of you know getting nodules, you know.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. Nobody wants to have to have you yeah. know vocal surgery, of course, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, back in uh, speaking of guys that really kind of tear it up. I mean, like, he's been doing this for how long? Mm -hmm. But anyways, they've recently uh, gone on hiatus. I guess I I didn't realize it, but um, after uh, their uh, bass player retired, it turned out that Angus Young is the only remaining original member in the band. Yeah. Because at the time, Axl Rose was out on the road with him because Brian Johnson... (laughs) Didn't lose his voice. He lost his hearing. That's
3: also, you know, something that, you know, you worry about as a musician.
2: (laughs) So, but these guys had a really long run. I mean, you know, they, and and they're really iconic songs. I mean, and, uh, you know, this record yielded six tracks that even to this day are still in heavy rotation on like most classic rock songs, Mm -hmm. most classic rock stations. I mean, like back in black and you shook me all night long pretty much if you live if you listen to any rock station you're gonna hear one of those songs at least once a day oh at least once yeah I mean they're you know it's just like they're just enormous ginormous songs and uh and, but uh th- this one Hell's Bells um you sh- uh uh Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution <clears throat> These are all uh, songs that are, you know, made the radio and and beyond. So um you know you know they really kind of like and they just sort of like kind of and then after this you know a lot of bands came out like buck cherry and different bands like that that sort of had the you know and you could identify these bands as like oh they've got that acdc sound yeah so that became like a whole thing you know and it really was because of the sort of like they're sort of reinventing themselves on uh, on this record with a new singer mm-hmm. uh brian johnson who uh it's deceptively high I mean yeah. those th- those melody lines are way the F up there and uh you know he even though he sounds like he's got like a pretty kind of like husky kind of voice he's really like he's he's got a high voice so um yeah it's pretty impressive but uh <clears throat> um uh you know <laughs> uh they, they had you know it was intimidating he talks about I mean, we've got a, we've got a little article here if you you, you you can guys check out the show notes but we'll put it up there but uh uh, you know, in an interview, he, he talks about how that, you know, it was they started doing rehearsals in London, and you know, different people would stop by, like Ozzy would stop by and stuff. And you know, he says he was like kind of freaking the f out because, you know, it was those are big shoes to feel Everybody loved Bon Scott, absolutely. <clears throat> and uh, you know, <laughs> they had been a they had been a, pr- a pretty like um, mainstay kind of on the hard rock scene like all through the seventies. Um, and, you know, we all know Bond bon died. And uh, so, you know, right away their manager was trying to push another singer, push other singers on them, and they weren't really ready for it. But uh, they had run across uh, Brian Johnson in other bands when they, were, when they were touring on the road over the years. And so he was, he was somebody who was familiar to them. And, uh, you know, he was scared to death to do it, but he came in and he, and he sang his ass off. Uh, it was also the first record where they worked with Mutt Lang, And Mutt went on to work with uh, Def Leppard, most famously, and, of course, Shania Twain. uh, Talk about a wide variety. I know, right? (laughs) But they said they originally started doing the album with Eddie Kramer, and they did not get along with Eddie. And uh, so their, their manager, Pete Mensch, do you know who Peter Mensch is?
3: I don't, uh, I don't
2: he's a pretty famous uh, man, uh, music manager, uh, just a guy who just woke up one day and decided i'm going to start managing artists and he worked with uh, Alice Cooper and a lot of uh, a lot of different people but he also worked with ACDC and he knew Mutt Lang and he introduced he put them together uh, uh, to to do this record. Um, so, uh, you know, it was a. Uh, also, you know, and the way that Mutt Lang works is, you know, none of them really knew what the record sounded like because they would, you know, Mutt would like have him play this part and then that part and then this part and that part and they never played the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> Brian was like, he says, like, he says he did. He says, because he, he says, Mutt makes you do like take after take after take, mm-hmm. but he'll like have you do the chorus a bunch of times and go back and do a verse and do the chorus again. But, you know, <clears throat> so he's like, Brian was like, I didn't even know what the record. He says he says it didn't even make any sense to me.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like what we were doing. He says he says until so, until I got the copy of the record, it's like
3: oh. <laughs> so it was like a it was like a patchwork.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's how Mutt likes to work. You know, so that he can kind of put everything together in post and have different options if he needs. Some. See,
3: I wouldn't want to work with Mutt Lang I'd be like screw that. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of people that don't like to work that way. And yeah. they they and after a while they I think they only did two records with him. Yeah. Uh, because it just they they just. That it's that, very grueling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we. I think you know. I don't know if you know the story of uh, um, uh, uh the the recording of Pyromania. It's, it's it was like that too. You know, it was like it was like three four weeks, and the the management was like, Oh, they're fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> the, the management was like, Well, what do you got? And they played him a drum sound. <laughs> oh, geez. you know. Yes. And I like this is what we got. You know. They said it was awesome, but it was just a drum sound. Yeah. But um so anyways uh, there's so, so just, there's some rumors about this record that, that, that uh, Brian Johnson in this interview uh, tries to set straight first of all uh, the idea that uh, Bon Scott had written the record before is not true Brian Bon Scott there's a there's a uh, there's a uh, an album, there's a uh, book out um, about um, uh, Bon Scott's life and uh, the author just s- said stuff that just wasn't true and uh, that was one of them <laughs> uh, he, Bond Scott. He says, they had uh, some notes and stuff that that Bond Scott, but th- had written down. But it was nothing that they used for any lyrics or, or anything like that. Uh, some other fun facts is that uh, Brian Johnson couldn't think of the be- a beginning, um, opening lyrics to "High" to uh, "Hell's Bells," and they were sitting there thinking and thinking and trying to come up with something. And uh, he was sitting in a room with Mutt Lang, and it was a thunderstorm outside. And uh they heard the ro- r- rolling thunder and pouring rain, and they were like "That's it that's the line and that's and then it they kicked off the rest of the song um yeah, the album was recorded in the Bahamas uh Mutt Lang insisted that they go there, and which was a good idea because there wasn't a whole lot of you know there wasn't going to be a whole lot of people hanging around you know uh fellow musicians you know coming yeah. by to party, and yeah. you know it's that's That can go real bad.
3: (laughs) No, 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 not at all. Oh, no. Never. 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 Uh, I I don't know of such things.
2: (laughs) Uh, But the band played their first gig with Brian Johnson July 1st, 1980 in Belgium. And the album was originally released uh, on July 25th, 1980 in Britain and Europe on July uh, uh, 31st and finally in Australia on August 11th. Uh, during the album's course, ACDC shot uh, a total of six promotional videos Back in Black, Rock and Roll, and Noise Pollution, Hell's Bells, You Shook Me All Night Long, and Let Me Put My Love Into You and Shoot a Thrill. Um, which in 1980, the video, because, you know, MTV hadn't quite done its yeah. thing yet. So, you know, there was kind of forward thinking um, on their way, uh, in, their, uh, uh, in their minds, to, do, to do that. and I'm sure Mutt Lang had something to do with that, so did Peter Mensch. Um, The remastered version of the album has a white whitened in the ACDC logo on the cover, but the original was completely black.
3: It was just embossed, right? Yeah, it was
2: just embossed, you know. Yeah, like the- uh, I
3: have an original pressing. Oh, look Mm -hmm. at you! Well, it's hardly, I mean, it's hardly a rare album to find, you know, but Mm. it is kind of cool to own an original. I'm still looking for an original copy of um, Deja Vu by Crosby Stills. With the uh, embossed cover,
2: Uh, by the way. If anybody
3: out there is listening, if you have one, send it to me. Send it. Just send it to her. (laughs) Just send it to me. She's
2: not going to pay you for it. She's Katie frickin' Simone.
3: I'll pay you for
2: it. No, no, no. They should pay you for sending it.
3: Yeah, pay me. (laughs) Pay me for this record you're giving me. The
2: album has now sold over 12 million copies worldwide. Uh, It did so well in America that Atlantic, their U.S. record company, finally... released their Dirty Deeds done dirt cheap album which they originally passed on Atlantic didn't want to put that record out and I remember that because um uh (laughs) Back in Black came out and then they did a record with Von Scott again I'm like well wait a minute what what do you do I was just a kid you know in 1980 Uh I was like in Eighth, seventh eighth grade you know so I, I didn't really know and i wasn't reading rock magazines or anything but i would hear the music on the radio and i did not understand how that worked out and it turned out all oh, these were songs that they had recorded uh this is a record that just wasn't released in the u.s uh with uh bond scott on it uh angus young on the riff to the album title track uh Mal- malcolm uh, had that riff for about three weeks he came in one night and said you got a cassette here can i put this down it's been driving me mad and I won't be getting any sleep until I put it on cassette, cassette guys. Cassette. <laughs> Some of you don't even know what that is. He sat down and played it all. The funniest thing is he said to me, what do you think? I don't know if it's crap or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, a, funny, a little funny thing I should mention about the title track. Um, when Back in Black was finished and mixed and everyone uh, knew what was going to be on the track, but Mutt Lang, he could never see the point to the song. He said he didn't get anything about the song. He didn't understand the lyrics. Um, he didn't get what was going on musically with it or anything. It didn't make, you know... But luckily, they he went ahead and produced it and put it out because it's an iconic freaking riff. I mean, that thing is just, you know, one of the most amazing uh, riffs in all of rock. Uh, another interesting factoid is <clears throat> the song... Uh, uh, this one right here. The, the, the This one right here. I'm going to talk about this. This, this song has a little interesting an- anecdote about it. I mean, did you ever go into, every hear of this song come on and, and like people of all ages, races, creeds, whatever, just will rock the F out. To oh, it. it's, it's amazing. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Okay, she was a fast, she kept the mood, all that, you know? Well, he had all kind of words in between that.
3: Uh-huh.
2: It was like, she had a fast machine, and then it was like a whole thing. And <laughs> Mutt Lang was like, no, 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 fast machine, motor clean, this yeah. is what the song has to be. And that's what a good producer will do for you. Yep. He'll take what you got and say, he'll find the like the thing in it that's really going to like work mm-hmm. <clears throat> and make that happen. And uh, so that, you can thank Mutt Lang um, for that. Uh, I mean, he was heavily influential in in what this record ended up being and sounding like. and. So, it was some very cool stuff. Um, is there any other little factoids we want to share before we uh, wrap up our section on this? Uh, yeah, the success of the album was cemented when the band were asked to headline the second Castle Donington Monsters of Rock Festival in 1981. They would headline it twice more in '84 and '91. The album has uh, a phenomenal legacy and no, legacy. legacy? <laughs> <laughs> legacy, legacy. In '99, they were asked by MTV to perform with Eminem in, uh, at their prestigious annual uh, awards ceremony. As he rapped, "My name, my <laughs> my name is over the back and black riff." Uh, the band declined because uh, Malcolm put it. That shows you how out of touch some people are. There is, however, a version of the song incorporating riff <clears throat> that is available on the net. This is another thing they don't like. Um, his, uh, they don't like people sampling. Them and he says the band also was approached by the Beastie Boys about using the sample of Back in Black for one of their songs and Malcolm said you know we thought about it we had all the right reasons but we got a general rule and we just said no and he says you know he says his opinion is why don't they write their own samples uh, to, th- to this day ACDC have never uh, topped the uh, uh, topped this album commercially or according to their staunchest critics creatively uh, surprisingly perhaps Brian Johnson agrees saying. I think everybody gets one album, and if you if you do, then you're then you're effing lucky. <laughs> and it was just the right circumstances; everything was perfect for something to happen, and it happened. A um, Malcolm Young uh, says, uh, "With Bond's death, we wanted to put everything down right. We were really focused on that album, and it turned out to be timeless. And I think it'll stay that way. I think ACDC had become." Uh, had come to a peak at that point, and uh, I think a lot of people would kind of su- kind of say. That. I mean, they had <clears throat> "For Those About to Rock" is a great album, and over the years, mm-hmm. you know, they've all uh, had you know "Fly on the Wall." They've had different songs that were you know cool, but they never equaled this record with all these songs that went on the radio that just became so freaking iconic. Yeah. And you know, a lot of bands don't. I mean, that's you know, I mean, you think about like that. This is their. Um, this is their rumors,
1: mm-hmm. you know, I
2: mean, this is their uh, dark side of the moon, right. you know what I mean, you know, and, you know, it's, it's cool that they got to have that, um, especially in this uh, sort of like real kind of uh, in your face, um, you know, sort of like a punk meets heavy metal uh, sort of sound. But uh, is there anything you want to add before we uh, wrap up what we're talking about here, Katie?
3: No, I mean, I'm kind of of the unpo- more unpopular opinion. I do love black and back in black. I love the album Back in Black. However, I am a huge Bon Scott fan, yeah, so I've man. always gone for the Bon Scott albums over, you know, with Brian Johnson. And and that's not to say that, you know, I don't love that stuff too. I mean, Brian Johnson is one of the most amazing, insane vocalists in rock and roll, but I I, I gotta say I, I you know
2: You're a Bon Scott. I'm a Bon Scott fan, man. Yeah, I am. Well too. when
3: the um when the Dirty Charms Dirty Charms are a really cool local uh Pittsburgh rock band, uh, they did this uh Tribute night a while back, a bunch of bands dressed up and uh, and played as you know rock bands for this, and they did ACDC. I'm like, dear God, I hope they're doing Bon Scott, and they did, and they nailed it. I
2: was like, oh, thank you, yeah, thank you, thank yeah, you. of course, yeah. No, I, I, kind <laughs> of, I, I, I kind, I'm the same way, and I think you know. Um yeah you know, it's like you know are you David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar Exactly. And, you know and so, and people are divided on that and they like what they like See you know?
3: I'm I'm in the, I'm in between because do I think Sammy is a a better singer than David absolutely but I just the, the David Lee Roth songs are better I, I really think so
2: <laughs> Yeah it's just you know it's kind of what rings with you what mm-hmm. resonates with you you know Yep So speaking of uh, uh okay so that so guys check out Back in Black if you have listened to it it's a great record and want everybody to go out and, and really just You know, have a good time rocking out to it Because, I mean, there isn't really a bad song on it You can headbang to it, boogie to it Just rock out to it, you know Crank it all the way up in the car And, you know, drive 100 miles an hour It is
3: a good album for that
2: Yes, it is, for sure Um, This is a band I'm going to play this uh, This is a band that I just discovered yesterday Called One-Eyed Doll And this is a song called Committed And uh, this is off their album called Hole Yes, I said Hole One-Eyed Doll, (laughs) Committed this was committed on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. i want Katie to kind of give this a listen. <laughs> Okay. Um you know, Katie and I were sort of like debating about her voice. Um and um go ahead and say what you you're saying like what did you say like a music theater would you say?
3: Yeah, she kind of <coughs> has like a like a very like kind of musical theater kind of voice like really very nasally. Um, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but that's kind of the vibe I got. Yeah. It was interesting blended with that kind of music wasn't expected and like the melody line was kind of demented like i can i can see where it works yeah
2: i think i think you said demented I, yeah. I, that's great because that's the word i was thinking like and it kind of gives it that demented kind yeah. of like you know. yeah
3: exactly it's I almost mean, like a
2: horror sort of like thing, thing kind of going
3: it, on a lot of people don't realize i mean like i think to be a really good singer you need to be able to channel different tones and different like you know different characters if you will with your voice um, you know, to get different points across and things like that, I mean, like in original music and I mean you know when you 're doing covers if you 're in a cover if you 're in a show band on a cruise ship, you better sound like the original artist, you know right. what I mean, but um I think i mean i I, I, I listen to it and I think it 's you know I respect that you know to have that kind of you know creativity and to understand how to work with what you have to you know send send it home
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure um some of the some of the other bands that um <clears throat> I looked at for our show was like we're like epica have you heard epica i have not epica no. and nightwish and i mean these, nightwish is awesome. yeah, yeah these guys are like i mean their sounds are like well they're epic they're mm-hmm. like huge and these vocalists are singing these like and uh, but i heard a band and i and i do not i think i added one of my favorites let me take a quick look um oh september i think it's september morning
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh september morning is like they out Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, and they've got a female <laughs> vocalist, and uh, it's just like oh, that's cool as hell, freaking believable, you know. But uh, uh, anyway, so uh, let's talk. Let's do this day in music because uh, you know this guy. Are you fam- Are you a Mark Boland fan? Oh hell yeah!
0: I love T Rex.
2: Now you have to do this To turn this down So <laughs> no, I don't want it. Anyways We'll go ahead And jump in with uh... So in
3: 1965 On this day After changing his name From Toby Tyler To Mark Bolin The future T-Rex star Performed his hit single The Wizard On the UK TV show Re? Right? Uh, yeah Or did uh, that get caught off? I
2: think that's cut off Here oh. <laughs> Yeah Sorry about that Like Oh, that no, did get completely, uh, on some TV show.
3: On some TV show in the UK. It happened on <laughs> I, Yeah,
2: in some TV show. Sorry about that. We're cut off there. And there
3: was probably like little platforms with go-go dancers on them. It was exa- and, that's exactly you know, it. Yes, yeah.
2: exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, are you are a you Velvet Underground fan?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
2: D- now, see, I hadn't really. I'm lo- still
3: mourning the loss of Louie all these years
2: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. I saw Lou live.
3: I met him once. And he ignored but the-
2: me, but it didn't
0: matter. This is how Sweet
2: Jane starts. Yes. I was like, this is the wrong song.
0: And then
2: and you go like, okay, I get it. Such a...
3: That's my favorite Velvet's album, Loaded. Like, I love the, you know, Velvet Underground, Nico, but because it, it was weird and crazy and like just totally out out of this world, but I just think Load is just a good like fun little record, you know.
2: <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, in 1965, Velvet Underground made their live debut when they played uh, at Summit Hi- at Summit High School, New Jersey. The band were paid seventy-five dollars for the gig, and you think you're not making very much money playing. This?
3: <laughs> I was. Th- I'm like. I'm like. Did they get paid seventy-five bucks a piece? Because nah. that's not horrible. It's still horrible, but.
2: In 60, 1965 dollars? Are you kidding? That's yeah. some good money. <laughs> uh,
1: at least they got
3: paid, though.
2: <laughs> but hey, they were no monkeys. No, monkeys debuted in nineteen sixty six. Debut album start uh, started a thirteen week run at number one on the U S. album chart, selling over three million copies. Can you imagine today an album being number one for thirteen weeks? That would <laughs> not happen and to people like. The, Attention is like, what's next? What's next? What's next? I'm going to let you talk about Pink Floyd here. Do Um, I have to? Yeah, I know. (laughs) This is a cold... This is is uh, an instrumental track of theirs. Interstellar Overdrive. Cool jam. Um, Absolutely. But they did something, and you should know about it, in 1966.
3: 1966, Pink Floyd appeared at the Corn Exchange... (laughs) Corn.
2: (laughs) You fed corn. Corn. At least it wasn't a cornhole exchange. I was going to
3: say, it it probably was a cornhole exchange, but for the sake of, you know, for the sake of, you know, being family friendly. Who
2: was that that senator? um, He's like, like in his 70s or something. And he was like one of the staunch, like anti-gay rights guys. And he got caught in the bathroom soliciting (laughs) sex. (laughs) From a, from oh a guy Oh my god
3: yeah, uh, Which one did it? Yes. I mean like
2: I know I know, I know. But I'm say go ahead Tell them about the cornhole I mean the corn exchange
3: Cornhole exchange So in 1966 Pink Floyd Appeared at the Cornhole exchange In Bedford England the set list for these early Floyd shows included Let's Roll, Another One, Overdrive, Astronomy, Domine, and Stoned Alone.
2: It should be, uh, it, this thing's cut off. It should be Interstellar Overdrive.
3: Yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, exactly. Wait a minute, what? Anyway, yeah, no, uh, so uh, shame on your notes thing for yeah, cutting everything <clears throat> off. Interstellar Overdrive. Yes. Um, and Stoned Alone was also known as I Get Stoned and was po- possibly the first song Sid Barrett, I don't know, it's cut off again.
2: This something, is first something. song Sid Barrett wrote. Oh, he wrote. Yeah, okay. they think that might be the first one he wrote in uh, uh, 1968. Uh, uh, the U K book and record chain W H Smith, refused to display the Jimi Hendrix Experience uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience album Electric Ladyland due to the uh, naked girls.
1: <laughs>
2: oh jeez, what's the matter with people? In 71, Led Zeppelin appeared at uh, Low. Another cornhole festival. Another
1: cornhole no. festival.
2: Lo, car, lo, how do you say that? Locarno? Locarno. Locarno Sutherland, England. Uh, tickets were seventy-five pounds or pence. Is that pence. pounds? I pence. think that's pence. Pence. This, this, you guys over there in England, you guys are messed up. You can figure out good money. We, we, we're not. We can't talk to you.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'll be joining you soon, so no hard feelings. <laughs>
2: Um, I'm, 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 I'm. Oh, I was going to play some uh, What's what's this band right I had. Oh I forgot to put Mott the Poople in But oh. uh, tell them about Mott the Poople
3: 1973 Mott the Hoople kicked off A 20 date UK tour Leeds Town Hall with support group Queen
2: Wow That's... Mott the Hoople and Queen
3: I want to show that with them
2: And what about these guys Oh these little These
3: little bastards.
2: In 1977, Sex Pistols went to number one in the U.K. album charts with uh, Never Mind the Bullocks, Here's the Sex Pistols. Um, Very controversial release. The first problems involved allegedly the scene name of the album. I mean, all kinds of stuff, you know, that went on with this. Uh, More outrage was sparked over the songs God Save the Queen and Anarchy in the U.K. I mean, it's just like, you know, but, you know, we (laughs) needed that. We needed somebody to come out and totally shove us, totally push us, wake us us the F up because rock and roll, you know, and needs that. Every... Uh, you know have you ever watched um, uh, uh, Ian Copeland's uh, Erg a Music War?
3: I've never seen I think we have talked about I this before but
2: but it was a it's a, a, a film produced by Ian Copeland, Stuart Copeland's brother mm-hmm. and um, it's all these bands that were like really cutting edge, you know the Sex Pistols and um, the go-go's are on there and a bunch of stuff and um you know but those bands had to happen because it you know it was, we everybody you know cuz then else it all starts to sound the same and homogenize and blah 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 and you don't end up with like really cool stuff that happened. you know you know because if you don't have the punk rock then you don't end up with the clash and you don't end up with you 2 and you don't end up with the police and mm-hmm. the pretenders and all those bands that kind of like took punk and like kind of tweaked it and refined it and did cool stuff with it um, in 1983, Dylan's Infidels album reached its highest position when it peaked at number nine on the UK charts. It was Dylan's number two studio album. 22nd. 22nd. second. <laughs> Twenty. Two,
3: two. <laughs> uh, what did I say? His number two.
2: His number two album.
3: Are <laughs> you, do you ta- trying to tell us something? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But it also features uh, uh, Mark Knopfler, who played on. Um, uh, the the un, I think highly underrated album of his called slow train coming. I that's think a that's great a, album. Yeah, I think so too But uh, he'd also approached uh, uh, He approached um, uh, David uh, Bowie Frank Zappa and Elvis Costello about producing. Could you imagine Frank Zappa producing a Dylan album? Oh my God. There's a great <laughs> documentary out right now it just came out. It's pro- it's produced by uh, Amit Um Call uh, Zappa in his own words, yeah. and it's all a bunch of interviews with Frank Zappa. It's very, very cool. Ooh,
3: is that on Netflix?
2: Uh, not yet. I, I, Stu and I watched it on Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Well, I will have to create another fake Amazon Prime account so I can watch it. That's a great. It's a great way to save money, by the way. If you don't want to pay the fee, just get just a bunch keep, of fake keep. email addresses because they don't check it. I'm sh- they're going to start now.
2: You see, you put it out there. I
3: screwed it up.
2: You screwed it up there, as usual. Yeah, tell them about what happened in 1988.
3: In 1988, Yinz 2 started a six week run at number one on the U.S. album chart with their sixth six studio album, Rattle and Hum, which went on to sell a whole, um, lot. A whole lot of albums, a whole lot of, whole lot of records. That's all I need to
2: know. Oh, oh, oh Katie, do you remember this song?
3: I love that song. I want to see a, this one right here, if this is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, yes. I love this song. I went to see a a dance band the other night and I was like, their material was like, whatever. But then they pulled this out. I'm like, yes.
2: (laughs) Such a good song. (laughs) Uh, In '88, uh, uh, UK group Escape Club went to number one on the US singles charts with this song Wild Wild West. Big video.
1: a good song.
2: I like the female vocals on this oh, dance, yeah. really, because they really, really make the song pop. And this poor gentleman right here, what? Uh, this is the Beatles keyboard player, by the yes, way. Yes,
1: it is. Well,
2: speaking of nothing from nothing leaving nothing, if this isn't cut off. Oh, there it is. Oh,
3: 1997, U.S. singer-keyboard player Billy Preston was jailed for three years for possessing cocaine. That
2: sounds like a bomb rap, man. Three years for possession? Eh, come on, man. That's cut a brother a break, fold. man. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of the Beatles... <clears throat> Huh. Uh, three uh, living uh, former Beatles met for the last time at George Harrison's uh, hotel in New York City for lunch. Harrison died at his home in Los <laughs> Angeles on uh, the 29th of November, uh, 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 29th of November, 2001, at age 58. <laughs> and um, you want to give him another Beatle?
3: So the next year, in 2002, die-hard Beatles fans were enraged after Paul McCartney altered the songwriting credits on his back. To the U.S. To, I, I know it's. So, Beatles fans were pissed off on this day in
2: 2002. Yeah, because what? Yeah, because he, he had altered the songwriting credits mm-hmm. from from McCart from Lennon from McCartney and Lennon to Lennon and McCartney, or what? vice versa. Oh, yeah. from from Lennon McCartney to McCartney and Lennon. Like,
3: okay. yeah, he just yeah.
2: I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh God, t-
3: people have been getting angry about <clears> dumb <throat> things for many, many years. I know,
2: I know. Th- this is why there really is no problems in the world, because if people yeah. can get ticked off about this, then we're probably pretty doing pretty fine. I uh, know, right? Uh, Tony Thompson, uh, who uh, played with uh, Led Zeppelin at Live Aid in 85, died of cancer uh, on this day in 2003. Um, uh, he was a drummer um, who played on uh, La Freak. It's Chic. Uh, what was the band? Chic. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Nile Rogers, yeah, and Sheik. Yep,
2: yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Uh, uh, Mitch Mitchell, uh, drummer for the Jimi Hendrocks experience, was found dead in his hotel and stay in 2008.
3: This was not a good day for drummers.
2: Yeah, man. So he's a drummer, you want to hide on this day. Why don't you talk about this? Because I don't want to do... Taylor Swift is a little bit outside of our genre, but this is kind of an interesting topic.
3: Okay. Oh, this is probably like, the only cool thing she's ever done. Because I agreed with her. After a high-profile move in 2014, Taylor Swift uh, pulled her entire back catalog from the song streaming service Spotify.
2: Yeah, she did that because because she didn't like what she was getting. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Um, <clears throat> first of all, um, I mean, that may not be... Spotify and those services may not be right for Metallica and Taylor Swift and people like that. Mm-hmm. It may not be the right place for them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um... But I know people, for a fact, indie artists Mm -hmm. that are cleaning up using those services. Because you got to know how to do it. You know the song we just played, The Wild Wild West? Uh We are living in the sort of wild, wild west of the music business right now. So there's a, you have to think outside the box. You got to think creatively, and you got to do things in a kind of a different way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's probably I th- the most everybody who's bitching about Spotify and stuff like that are generally like the really high-profile artists. Mm-hmm. It's the Metallicas, it's the Taylor Swifts, it's the Kid Rocks, the M and Ms, those type of those those type of artists. But for indie artists, there is a lot that you can do with it, and I want to get into a whole thing like that. We'll maybe we'll talk about another podcast. But I thought it was interesting kind of thing to bring up. The reason I'm playing uh, this track uh, is because it is uh, Dave uh, Elson of uh, Megadeth's uh, birthday. Today's Born the Stay in 1964. So happy birthday to uh, Dave Elson. Uh, let's do a couple other birthday shout-out, shout-outs. If we, shout-outs? <laughs> oh, 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 Let you know, wait a minute here, I'll, 1944,
3: uh, Booker T. Jones of Booker T. and the MGs.
2: Uh, I think I have green onions. Yeah, here's some green onions. And happy birthday! Shout out to this guy right here. I, I, I really like this band, um, uh, Buck Dharma of Blue Oyster Cult. Um, and you want to, you want to say happy birthday to Errol Brown? Oh, you gotta play Errol's song. Stop. No, I dedicate this to my sweet sexy thing, Miss Katie Small. I love this song.
3: Oh, yeah, happy birthday, Errol Brown. Hot chocolate. Born on this day, 1948. Oh, he, he died, died recently, call. like a year ago. That's sad. Are you, you sexy thing, sexy thing,
1: yeah. I belie- are you sexy, You sexy thing, sexy thing.
2: All right, and then there's this man. Where would we be without Neil Young? <laughs> Happy birthday to the man himself. Born on this day 1945, Canadian singer, songwriter, guitarist. who's a member of Buffalo Springfield. <clears throat> you know, had a big hit with uh, um, uh, at the age of 19 with For What It's Worth. He joined Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. He had hits in the 70s uh, on the album Deja Vu. Uh, solo artist, I mean, Heart of Gold, I mean, uh, Old Man, uh, Hey, Hey, My, My, I mean, like, I mean, he's like, he's, he's, he's Dylan, I mean, you know, he's the same kind of, uh, you know, kind of artist, and happy birthday to Mr. Neil Young on, uh, Born this Day in 1945.
3: And he was also in a band that, I don't know if they ever did anything, but he was in a band with Rick James. Not even kidding you. They were called N- the Minor Birds.
2: Nah, get out of No, time. Rick James
3: fled the United States to escape the draft to canada
2: no with the rick james the
3: rick james the as the, in, the, the, the
2: guy that uh, the the dave Chappelle makes fun yes of all the time. okay
3: yes like as in like super freak as in you know give it to me baby as in mm. fire and desire with tina marie that rick james he and played young. bass with neil young the band was called the minor birds i don't know if anything ever became of them if, they, if there are any like known recordings out there but that is an actual yeah. legit thing that happened.
2: Sorry. And just one more because you know this song, Katie? Was
3: oh, for the love of I gotta take my hands off for this. <laughs> oh my god. It's gonna be stuck life. in my head for three weeks.
2: You and Tom, she covered this.
3: Don't give him any ideas. It's an earworm if there ever was
0: one.
2: Was an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka Okay, uh, happy birthday to the gentleman who sang this song. Uh, born this day in 1943, Brian Hyland, U.S. singer, 1960 hit with uh, itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. This is right
3: up there with who wears short shorts.
2: Yeah, I know, right up there. We're going, we're going, we're going right up there. Okay, let's let's uh, let's play one more song and let's get out of here. Um, this is a. Uh, now back to our Regularly scheduled program Already in progress This is a band I want you to check these guys out Okay now Now again Like all the three ladies We had sing tonight Are completely different This is another one a Completely mm-hmm. different genre But still good rock and roll This is a band called Thunder Mother Elevator On the leading rock and roll circus That is Thunder Mother, and I'm gonna go ahead and give you the uh, webby a address addressy for that. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Thunder Mother. It's the simple ThunderMother.com. and we had One eyed Doll in there. That was, uh, and that's One Eye and then the uh, Stitched Up Heart, Stitched and uh, we were talking about. Um, Thunder Mother and like how they were, you know, we we're talking earlier about ACDC ish type bands, and Thunder Mother's kind of one of those bands. And then that kind of sort of made us, for some reason, think about the Donnas. Yeah. <clears throat> so I decided to play a little Donnas as we wrap up the show here. Um, so, this is a dance- their version Dance With Myself. Cool, huh? That's so cool.
3: So they only, th- their most recent album was from 2009. It was a Greatest Hits compilation. Yeah, yeah,
2: so they haven't done anything in a while. Kevin and I have run into that too. We played bands, and we we're like, oh, these bands are so good. And then, like, <clears throat> they haven't done anything in five years. you yeah. so are like, get your crap together and th- the whole record. Anyways, uh, uh, Katie, why don't you tell the kids at home uh, what you got going on in, the, in, the, in this coming week uh, uh, and what's happening?
3: Absolutely nothing at all. What? Nope. You're I, fired. I, I, I'm happy. I'm happy to have some time off, man. I'm going to just chill and just and do, shut do, the world out
2: <laughs> Yeah You're gonna shoot up And, and do a lot of crack
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna actually Go out and see Some other bands For once Cause I don't get, get To do that ever ta- So Get
0: out of time I know right Well there's so, a
3: really Cool show tomorrow Night Sunday right Yeah Tomorrow Sunday It's uh, Spirit Spirit in Lawrenceville For those of you In Pittsburgh Um, Lou and I uh, Our friend Brett Staggs Is playing great kind of alternative country dude is, yeah. uh, the band that the Dirty Charms I talked about oh, earlier we love the Dirty I Charms yes. yeah great band Um, some in, even some industrial with uh, Venus and Fur so it's something for everyone awesome so that's where I'll be
2: that's where you'll and be and I'll
3: probably be really drunk so. nice <laughs> Nice. so if you want to come out for, for some unsolicited hugs that's where to come find me nothing
2: uh, <laughs> nothing uh, promotes uh, healing and sanity among musicians like large quantities of alcohol
3: oh yeah I mean that's just that's just <laughs> the way we work <laughs> that's
2: the way we work man it's like you know, um, I was—I uh, I had a friend of mine. She, I was in a band with, and she went to to a doctor. She was having uh, like like bronchitis or something. Because he, he says, she says uh, "He says, uh, do you breathe a lot of smoke?" She says, "Well, next to air, yeah, that's the only other thing I breathe." <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so you know. But anyways, anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks, stitched up heart. Thanks, one eyed doll and thunder mother for. uh uh, putting out some great music. And thanks to the Donnas for doing what they do. We love the Donnas as well. Uh, you guys listen to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Um, that is LudiniRockandRollCircus.com uh, for all your Ludini needs. Uh, three times a week now we are putting out interviews, including recently uh, my interview with Brett Staggs is up there. Uh, Corey Congilio, uh, my interview with John Bellen uh, from Gene the Werewolf just Just dropped too, so you, you definitely want to uh, check that out. Gene the Werewolf is a, a favorite of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Um, one more shout out to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com uh, They have been uh, supporters of independent music for a long time, and so we are happy to uh, uh, promote anything that they have going on. You go to pplmag.com and you can get everything they've got going on there. Guys, you're listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. A couple things I want to uh, make you aware of um, I have a, I have a private, uh, Facebook group. Um, all you need to do is go to, uh, Lou Lombardi com and get k- get my free download and you'll get an invite to my private Facebook group where you can see the creation of my new record, uh, as I do it, uh, live on camera. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, also just by, for signing up to my list, you get all kind of really good weekly videos that I put out, uh, with all kind of cool riffs and different things. Um, so, it's a definitely cool thing you want to check out. Um, also, uh, we have a, a Secret Musicians Mastermind on Facebook as well. So, um, if you're a musician, um, we have that closed for right now, but uh, hit me up and I will sign you up for the next class. So, uh, you can get in touch with me directly at Strangelove at gmail.com. That is Strangelove at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Lou, uh, facebook.com backslash Lou Lombardi. Lombardi, Strangelove, um, uh, Lou Lombardi, "Strange Love." Lou Lombardi, guitarist, producer, songwriter, as well. So any of those, well, you can find me. And in um, uh, the name of the website for the uh, podcast, one more time is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Katie, thank you for coming down tonight. Got and it. I think we're gonna have another beer before we go, but guys, <laughs> and we're gonna just, we're just gonna roll out with this because the Donnas are a great band, and they we, Katie and I were remarking that they hadn't done anything in a while, so we're gonna refresh your memory with "Take It Off." The Donnas are taking us out. we do rock and roll circus, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch in the next podcast.